we can be outstanding through the same amount of effort, time, and in this case, money, but you get exponentially different results. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. And today it's Friday. So happy Friday. Hope you're having a wonderful Friday and excited for the weekend. Because it's Friday, we are doing Follow Along Friday and I'm joined by my co-host on Follow Along Friday, who's also the co-author of the best real estate investing advice ever book, volume one and soon to be volume two. How you doing, Theo Hicks? I'm doing good, Joe. I'm looking forward to talking about your deal you recently closed on. So first off, congrats on that. Yeah, thanks a lot. You are correct. Just closed on a 217 unit deal last Wednesday and am headed to Texas to go look at a couple other opportunities that we have in the pipeline. And the main thing I wanted to talk about today, because the whole purpose of Follow Along Friday is to talk about what I am coming across as a real estate entrepreneur and the lessons that I'm learning along the way. That way, I'm picking up on a lesson then perhaps it could be valuable for you, best ever listener, or someone you know that is going through similar stuff. And I think this week's lesson that I learned is certainly applicable to a lot of people, especially if we're still in the mode of meeting new friends and establishing new business relationships, which I imagine is everybody listening to the show. And that is the difference between being good and outstanding. And it's something that Tony Robbins talks about in his seminars, how the amount of effort that's required to go from good to outstanding is disproportionately small compared to the amount of rewards that are received from going from good to outstanding. And I'm going to give you a specific example and I'm going to tell you a story about what recently happened to me and and then I'll tie this back into how I've applied it to my life and how it actually relates to the 217 units that I closed on last Wednesday. So I get a lot of requests to have lunch or meet up for coffee or I don't drink coffee. I only drink green drinks or water or alcohol, nothing, <laughs> nothing in between. 
And I get a lot of requests, so I usually meet at uh, Panera here in Cincinnati, one that's close by me. And the meeting I had recently with someone, I really enjoyed our conversation. And he reached out to me. He wants to take his fix and flipping business to the next level by bringing in investors and partnering with them. So he asked me a lot of questions about how to raise money, what type of paperwork's required, how much does it cost to get that paperwork, how should the deals be structured, what type of returns do investors look for. Just asked me a bunch of questions, and I really appreciated the beginning of the conversation. He said, I have some questions to ask you, but then also I want to learn more about what I can do to add value in your life, and I really appreciate that because I'd say half of the people don't mention that, and that's completely off base, and so that would be a below average to average type of interaction. This interaction that I had with this gentleman was good, and I'll tell you in a second why it wasn't outstanding and how it could have been. This interaction was good because he did offer to add value, and sure enough, true to his word, at the end of our conversation, he mentioned, okay, well, thanks so much for sharing these insights with me on raising money, structuring deals, etc. What can I do to help you out? And I get that question a lot from people. For most people, I have the same three options. One is buy my book and leave a genuine review after reading it on Amazon. I tell them all the profits from the book are donated to Junior Achievement. So while being educated in real estate investing, you're also helping kids in underserved communities here in Cincinnati. It's donated to Junior Achievement branch. The second way is to listen to the podcast and leave a review in iTunes after listening to it, a genuine review in iTunes. And the third way is to let me know if he comes across any 150 plus unit off-market deals, either in Cincinnati or somewhere locally. And I appreciated, again, that he he asked that. And, And his response was that, he asked me a couple follow-up questions about off-market deals and what I'd be interested in, smaller portfolios that were scattered around. And I said no, and so that didn't really go anywhere. So I think he had something in mind. First, he asked, is your book have an audio version? And fortunately, it does. And I said, it just came out that day, I think it came out on Amazon. So by the way, if you need an audio version of the book, we just got it released. So go check it out on Amazon. And I said, just came out. And he's like, great. I have a couple books that I'm listening to right now, but as soon as I get done with those books, I will definitely listen to your book. I'll get your book and I'll listen to it. I was like, cool, appreciate it. Then we ended the meeting and we went about our ways. That was a good interaction, but it was not an outstanding interaction. And The business world does not reward us for being good, especially how competitive it is right now. And quite frankly, there's so much information out there that helps us be good. You're at an extreme disadvantage if you're anything but good, at least. If you're average or below average, you're screwed in real estate investing or anything else. So you have to at least at bare minimum be good. But what would have made it outstanding is if we had the following interaction. 
if he had asked me, what are some ways I can add value, similar to what he did, and I told him those three ways. And then he said, well, you know what? I am going to buy this book before you reach your car in the parking lot. Before your seatbelt goes click in your car, I'm going to already have purchased a book. That way I can leave a review by the end of the month. Or he might say, you know what? Time out real quick, Joe. Uh, I just want to make sure I can find it on Amazon. Yep. Okay, cool. Let me just buy it real quick. Sorry. Let me just do, don't, don't bought it. Okay, cool. Anything else I can do to help you out? Now, that difference is not a difference in money spent because he already said he would buy the book. It's a difference in the perception that I have of him being someone who delivers on what he says he'll do. Now, I have no reason to believe he won't do what he says he'll do. But I do have reason to believe, based on historical track record with everybody else I meet with, there is a large percentage of people who say they'll do something, but they don't do it. It's just human nature. We don't follow through with what we say we'll do. And when someone has an immediate way to add value, not just asking, how can I add value? Because that makes us good. But when someone has an immediate way, just like that, to add value, and they do, that is an outstanding interaction. And that will set us apart in business and in relationships so that we can then stand out from the crowd and then we can make a major impression on those people that we want to make a major impression with. And again, it's debatable if anyone should want to make a major impression with me. I'm just saying it seemed like he wanted to make a major impression with me, and that is a way to do it. And we can all apply the same logic, the same approach to others who we meet with, and we always ask, how can I add value? And then there's a way for us to immediately do it once we hear that. A low-hanging fruit way of doing it, and now I'm going to tie it back to the 217 units that I just closed on last week, would be to introduce that person to someone who you think would add value to their life. And make sure that if you're going to do this on the spot or right after the meeting before they get in their car and click their seatbelt and you tell them this, make sure that you know that they'd like to be introduced to this person because you don't want to be a burden on them because you're introducing them to someone who they don't want to meet in the first place or it's not as much of a priority for them to meet because then it can have the opposite effect. What I did when I first met a gentleman who I ended up being interviewed on his podcast, I introduced him to a couple people who he said he would love to know because they could be clients of his. And then he ended up interviewing me on his podcast. And guess what? When I was interviewed on the podcast, this investor who was the only investor on this deal that we just closed on heard me on the podcast and reached out to me and we established a friendship and a business relationship. So there are ways to add the value to be outstanding and there are ways to add value to be good and I challenge all the best ever listeners and myself included because I have to reinforce this in my mind and I challenge you Theo when we meet with people we should not only ask how we can add value but immediately do something 
because the amount of effort and time and money will likely be the exact same, but the perception and the impression that the person has of you will be astronomically different and you're going to make a big impact. Yeah, I think that's really, really good advice. And you made a good point about, you know, you have to kind of reinforce that. I'm hearing you say that now. I'll listen to the podcast and I'll be like, okay, you know, if I see someone today, I'll, I'll definitely take action on this, but then I'll forget about it a couple of days later. So what's a good technique that you've used over time to kind of reinforce that into your mind to kind of change your mindset to always be in that other giving value-added orientation versus kind of what you said before about human nature, kind of the default setting being everything's about me and how I feel and how in regards to this guy in this meeting, you know, asking all those questions. And then when it kind of came time to add value to you, it was kind of still, oh, well, you know, I've got these books I need to finish first. So once I'm done doing that, then I can read your book. And again, what you said before, just to reinforce it again, good. But to go to outstanding, what are some things that you can do to reinforce this other mentality? One, if you are flat-footed at the beginning, then you're going to have a harder time adding immediate value. It's so easy if someone's an author because if someone is an author and they've spent time focused on creating a book, then make sure that if you haven't already bought the book, then you can say at the meeting that, hey, I'm going to buy this book right now and leave a review on Amazon. That's just a small thing that you could do but could leave a big impression. If they're not an author, then you should know their background because, I mean, clearly you're interested in, in meeting with them. Therefore, if you know their background or know at least what's on their LinkedIn profile, you at least know their business and how they make money. And if you know how they make money through their business, then you know their type of customers, their business model. And if you know their business model and the type of customers that they have, then you'll have an idea of who you could introduce them to or how you can add value to their life. And it could be as simple as coming up with a plan for how to help them make more money or how to get more clients or a marketing idea. Maybe take a look at their social media presence and see where they don't have a presence and offer to help them out with the presence by doing posts or whatever. There's tons of things you can do. Ultimately, you're going to have to be prepared. We're going to have to be prepared when we go into the conversation. That way, we know which direction we can pivot depending on the type of information that they're giving us based on their needs. That's so huge, especially nowadays when every single person has their LinkedIn profile with exactly what they do and exactly what they what their accomplishments are. You know, they are an author, the book's on there. And so going into any kind of meeting, you should know <laughs> essentially everything about that person before you even meet them. So yeah, looking at that, creating a strategy of how you can potentially add value to any of these areas, something you got in common with them, and then kind of go from there. It just seems like it's, yeah, it's all about the pre-meeting. Like the pre-meeting sets up a successful during meeting, which is, I guess, kind of like anything in life. <laughs> the preparation sets up the success. Yeah, absolutely. And 
sometimes you, you won't have much to go off of, but you'll have some people you've come across in life in different categories and different areas of business that you could introduce them to. For example, whenever I was writing a book that hasn't been published yet, I, I wrote, I have like, I don't know, 30 chapters written, but I still haven't published it. It was before I started doing real estate investing full time. It's called Join the Remarkable 75 Tips or Have a Remarkable Career, where I interviewed successful people who have excelled in their chosen profession. So I interviewed the soldier of the year for the army. I interviewed a doctor who was awarded these prestigious awards and recognition and all sorts of individuals. And one of the individuals I interviewed was a super successful entrepreneur. And I was struggling to figure out what am I going to do at this time? You know, I hadn't bought an apartment community. I was working in advertising and I was like, what am I going to do to really add value to his life? Mm-hmm. And when I asked him a little bit about how things are going and is there anything I can do? He's like, no, no. I was like, okay. And he just happened to mention in passing that his son was going to Clemson and he was going to study law. And immediately I thought of a gentleman who I've known since my sophomore year of college because I, I worked at a daycare in college and I babysat his kid who was five at the time and now he's living in Europe. So <laughs> I'm starting to feel aged now. Um, <laughs> but he's a federal defense attorney and he argued in front of the Supreme Court and he won a case, my friend. So I was like, well, if you ever want your son to speak to my friend who's arguing in front of the Supreme Court and won, I'd be happy to introduce you to Jerry, who's my friend who is a lawyer. And he's like, oh, wow. Well, thank you. My son would love that. I really appreciate that. It's that simple. That's a free thing that I can Mm -hmm. do. Jerry loves meeting people. And it's a major value add to his son. And I suspect I'm not a parent yet, hopefully someday. But I suspect that having something for our kid is more valuable than having something for ourselves. So that's something that I was able to do without any money, without any track record in in business other than being uh, executive in advertising. So I guess I shouldn't say that. I had success in business, just not in multifamily yet. And it was free to do. It's a pretty awesome story, man. That's really cool. As you said, it kind of is very simple. It's me, me personally, and I'm sure a lot of other people try to complicate all these things like, oh, like I need to make an outline before I go in this meeting and I need to have a list of 20 questions I'm going to ask and have a list of 10 different ways I'm going to add value. And then depending on how the conversation goes, I need to pick one of those and figure out which one works right. Whereas in reality, it's just you have the conversation, you listen to them, and as time goes on, something will come up. If you have that other-oriented mentality, eventually something will come up where you're going to add value. Like in your case, you know, you, oh, I got a friend who's a lawyer. I can talk to your son. I recently watched that Tony Robbins documentary again, and this conversation reminded me a lot of one of his pretty popular quotes, which is like, if you're in your head, you're dead. Mm-hmm. And basically, if you're just constantly, essentially just thinking about yourself and just kind of just, again, just being stuck in your own head and your own thoughts when you're either by yourself or having a conversation with someone or you know, working towards some goal, you're not going to be successful. And even if you are, you're not going to feel good, I guess, because you're still in your head like, oh, like, you know, I didn't add value the the correct way or I didn't, on the path, I didn't do it the correct way. And so if you have this whole me-oriented 
mentality and stuck in your own head, it's so difficult to be able to to recognize opportunities, I guess, to add value to people's life because you're too busy thinking about how is this conversation helping me. And it seems as if, for, again, for you, you have this, just by talking to you and the way you talk on your podcast and the success you have, like you truly have this other-oriented mentality. I think it's really cool whenever you explain that because it kind of gets you know me motivated to kind of push away from that me-oriented mentality and go towards others. Because at the end of the day, you know, if I'm having a conversation with someone and I don't think it's going right, like that doesn't matter. I'm one person out of seven billion, mm-hmm. so I actually matter less than the other seven billion people out there, and so. It's very odd because you'd think, you know, common sense, oh, if I, if I help myself, I'm going to feel great. Whereas in reality, it's actually not the case. It's actually counterintuitive. And when you actually have this other-oriented mentality and you're helping other people, you actually feel a lot better too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It is counterintuitive until you study it that the more we help others, the better we feel. I mean, hell, up until I started my own business, so probably three years ago, that's how I was thinking that the more I help myself, the better I'll feel. But it's actually the opposite. And I want to reiterate that it's okay to be good. And I'm not calling this person out for asking what value he can add. Because I think that's awesome. It's admirable. And it's the absolute right approach. I'm simply adding something on top of that for all of us to remember that Mm -hmm. we can be outstanding through the same amount of effort, time, and in this case, money. Or Actually, listening to the podcast and writing a review on iTunes costs zero, so I guess it doesn't have have money. But in some cases, there might be money involved, but you get exponentially different results. Exactly. Well, Theo... Let's wrap this up. I know, best ever listeners, you've got a fun weekend or whatever you want to do this weekend. Hopefully, you're doing. I hope you have some time with your loved ones or friends or whatever you're up to. I wish you the best. Theo, where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you if they want to? Uh, You guys can visit my website, theohicks.org. That's where my podcast is, Unplugged Podcast, where... I have similar conversations with guests that I'm having with Joe right now where we kind of just discuss techniques and different ways that people perceive certain situations and how that affects their overall well-being and the way they are experiencing just life in general. I subscribe to three podcasts. One is Theo's, one is Tim Ferriss, and I have to subscribe to my own just to make sure things are, <laughs> things are operating properly. Um So I recommend everyone go check out Theo's. It will add a different flavor to your life and different perspective that you might not have on subjects that we all come across. One other thing I'd like to mention before we get out of here is (laughs) the Best Ever Conference is now live. It is going to be an in-person conference February 24th and 25th in Denver, Colorado, You can go to besteverconference.com and we are creating videos for speakers as they're announced. So you can go to the conference page and check out my video. It is a rap video (laughs) uh, and I promise you, you will be entertained. 
to go. To I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that made my day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go to besteverconference.com and in the speakers section, just click on my video and you'll see what Theo and I are, are talking about. So I hope to see you there too and meet you in person. So with that being said, let's wrap it up. Best ever listeners, thanks so much for spending your valuable time with us. Hope you have a wonderful weekend and talk to you later. Do you have questions about how to get started and make money in real estate as an investor? Then join the live six-week coaching and education group called Real Estate Investing Bootcamp. You can go to investorrealtyvt.com forward slash RAI bootcamp. That's investor. I-N-V-E-S-T-O-R, Realty, R-E-A-L-T-Y, V-T dot com forward slash R-E-I bootcamp for more information and to enroll today.